Starting the Gemara on Kubzayin and Madalif, right in the beginning of the Amad. Omar Rove. So we were discussing over here case that a person, a mistake or whatever, for whatever reason, ate before Kiddush or ate before Avdallah. So could you still make Kiddush on that uh, night or you wait till Shabbos morning to make Kiddush? And the same thing regarding Avdallah. Do you make kid- Avdallah that night or you wait until the next day? So there was a is brought before about this. Because once you ate already, so now the Kiddush is not anymore, the, the, hasn't had that chshivas. You already ate before, so, it's, so, so now you have to make, wait until tomorrow when you're going to make Kiddush before you eat. So Omar Rava says, Hilchese to'am mekaddish. The halacha is, even if you ate, you still make Kiddush. To'am, even if you ate, mavdal, you make avdallah. Umishalei Kiddush of Shabbos. And anyone that didn't make Kiddush Friday night, which is another thing that we spoke about earlier in the Gemara, Mekadosh v'hoilech kolayem kulay. You can make Kiddush anytime the rest of Shabbos. Ad Matzah Shabbos, until the end of Shabbos. Mishalei hivdel b'matzah Shabbos. You didn't make Havdala on Matzah Shabbos. Ma'avdu v'hoilech kolay Shabbos kulay. You can make Havdala the rest of the week, as we learned before, that's until Tuesday night. Ameymar, or until, yeah, Tuesday night. Ah? Yeah, we had before Machlaikis if it's only until Sunday night or until Tuesday night, but we uh, hear it says Kola Shabbos Kuloi means Lchaira until Tuesday night. Meimar, Pasach Lalaha Shmaite, the Rave, Bahailishna. Ameimar, he said this Psaktin from Rave in the following Loshan. He basically said the same thing with one distinction in the end. So he said, if you ate, you still make Kiddush. If you ate, you still could make Avdala that night. And Mishalei Kiddush Bed of Shabbos. If you didn't make Kiddush Friday night, you can make Kiddush the rest of Shabbos. Mishalei Hivdo B'Matzah Shabbos. If you didn't make Kiddush on Matzah Shabbos, you could only make Kiddush the rest of that day, which means only on Sunday and not until Tuesday. That's the only distinction that he said, different than what it said before. I saw that some say this difference between whether you can make Kiddush until Tuesday or only on Sunday is related to the point that I spoke about yesterday. If it's a Tashlumen, the Tashlumen goes until Tuesday. It can be Mashlum until Tuesday. But if the point is that the Iker Chiv of Avdallah continues, the Iker Chiv of Avdallah continues only the first day. And because the Yom and the Laila, it's the same day, so it only continues on Sunday. <coughs> so that's why it holds only until Sunday. But Paul, we're asking if you didn't make Avdallah, you can make Avdallah until Tuesday. So these two children of Rav Chiste, they said to Rav Ashi. They said to Rav Ashi as follows, that Once Ameima came to our city, to our place, we didn't have wine for him for Avdala. So we brought him beer, and he didn't want to make Avdala on beer. He went to sleep fasting. This is an expression that's used in the passing in Daniel. So the point is that he didn't he didn't say he didn't make the Avdallah, and also he didn't want to eat before Avdallah. So this there's a discussion in Rishayim about this. Does this mean that this is Meker Adin? That if you don't make Avdallah for whatever reason, what's the Shabbos? You're not allowed to eat until you make Avdallah the next day. So many Rishayim say that what Rav Chista did, sorry, what Ameima did was Midas Chsidis. If you don't have anything to make Avdallah on what's the Shabbos, you're allowed to eat. And you make Avdallah tomorrow. He only didn't want to eat Midas Chsidis until he makes Avdallah. But other Rishayim say, no, you're not allowed to eat until you make Avdallah the next day. Both opinions are brought in the Shulchan Aruch. So Bekitza, he didn't make Avdallah because he, did, he wanted to have wine, Dafke. Lomacha, the next day, I went and found wine, I brought him wine, and he made Avdallah, and he ate. 
Lishana next year, Suek Lala Asrin, he again found himself by us for a Shabbos, and Layavalon Chamerah, the same thing occurred, we didn't have wine for him. Saisina Shikhra, we brought him beer again for Avdallah. So now, Omar, he said, If so, I see that they're bringing me beer again. That means that this is the wine of the province. This, this, this is what they use it. They don't have wine. The first time they brought him beer, he thought, Oh, they're bringing me beer. They have wine, but they're bringing me beer. So he didn't want to use it. But now he realized they don't have wine. So therefore, this is the Hamar Medina. So Avdol, he made Avdola. And Vitaan Midi, he was able to eat right then. So this is where you see that you make Avdola on Hamar Medina. So from here you can learn three different halachas. Shmamina from here you see a mavdul betfilah even after you say the atachin antanu and davening the havdol and davening tzarech sheyavdul alakais. You still have to make havdol on a kais and until then you don't eat. Shmamina second thing you see osalei lo adam sheyechal kaidim sheyavdul. This pachlal this halacha that you don't eat before you make havdol. And the third Allah you see that Mishali Hivdul Shabbos, if you don't make Avdala Matzah Shabbos, Mavdul Vahilah Kola Shabbos Kula, that you can make Avdala the rest of the week until Tuesday. I mean the MS is as Taisu Savir points out, you don't really see here in this story that you can make Avdala until Tuesday because they brought him wine the next day. Taisu says you'll really only see that Kola Yaim Kulay. But the, the Gemara uses the expression Kola Shabbos Kulay because Bapayal we pass that you could make until Tuesday. But from this story itself, you don't see more than until the next day that the, when they gave him the wine. One second, I'll get to that in a second. But Rashbam points out the most basic thing that you see in this story. The Gemara does not say you learn out. The Gemara says you learn out three things. How about the fourth and most basic thing that you see in the story? That Hamar Medina is acceptable for Avdala. So the Rashbam says that on that, the Gemara doesn't bring it because we're only talking about the Seder Havdalah. We're not talking about what kind of a wine or beverage you can use for Havdalah. But then the Rashbam says another thing. The fact that you can use Hamar Medina for Havdalah is a milsa de pshita. If you have no wine in the city, from this Gemara it comes out. The simple plot of the story is, when could you use Hamar Medina? If it's a place that there is no wine, there's no wine in that area. They only have Hamar Medina. That's what they drink. So in such a case, of course, it's Pashat, says Rashbam, that there is no wine that you can use Hamar Medina. Okay, so that's when uh, you get to the Hamar Medina. So the simple pshat again of Hamar Medina is that there is no wine and there's a big discussion in Rishayin and what does that mean? There's no wine in that village, there's no wine in that city, there's no wine in that area, Bchlal, how far around does it have to be? We'll come, that's the whole next Gemara over here, when you get to Kiddush, we'll see in a moment. But uh, then there's the whole discussion in Paiskim and until the Achreinim, there's a truth from Rabbi Moshe Feinstein about it, what exactly is Hamar Medina today? What, what, what is the gather of Hamar Medina? It has to be something. He says it has to be something which is like a chosh of a drink, not something that people drink as Samazai. But it has to be something uh, that uh, people establish like more of a pachavadiga drink, whether it's beer or maybe in some places tea or coffee. So, it has, so there's different gedarim exactly how you define exactly Hamar Medina. It can't just be Sprite or Coke or something like that. It has to be something that has a certain chshivas to it. Okay, so now the Gemara will discuss Hamar Medina Benegei to Kiddush. So Boi Minei, the question now was asked, the Bachya that is, is Gairis, Boi Minei Rav Chista, Merav Hone, Rav Chista asked Rav Hone the question, Ma'al Kiddush Yashichra? How about making Kiddush on beer? I mentioned yesterday, Taisa speaks about it, but here the Gemara goes through this. So, so he says, Omar, he said to him, Hashdana, Ma'a Pizuma, which was a beer made from barley. 
Ta'eni, beer made from figs. Ve'asni, beer made from berries. These are better quality beers. There's like unique kinds of beers. The question was asked from Rav, whether you can make Kiddush on them. And Rav asked the question from Rav Chiyah. And Rabbi asked Rav Chiyah about this. And he did not answer that yes, you can. So Shechre, when it comes to the usual beer, which in those times beer was made from dates, do we need to say that we don't make Kiddush on it? So basically he's telling him, no, we don't make Kiddush on any kind of beer, even if it's a very good beer. So Nasavim, you know, so when he heard this, that you don't make Kiddush on beer, so he thought that Kiddushi, so you don't make Kiddush on beer. But Havdalah, you do make on beer. So Amalur Rav so Rav told them, this is what Rav said, so this is arguing on the story before from Amema, Kishem Shem Olav, just like you don't make Kiddush on beer, so too you don't make Havdalah on beer either. Kiddush and Havdalah have the same Alocha. It menami, we learned as well, Omer of Tachlifu Baravimi Yom HaShmuel, he said in the name of Shmuel, Kishem, Shem, Mekachin Olav, just like you don't make Kiddush on beer, Kach, Ein, Mavdilin Olav, so too you don't make Kiddush on beer, or you don't make Avdala on beer either. Levi, Shadalei Lerebi, Levi once sent to Rebbe Shichra, sent him a very special beer, a, a beer of Bartlesar Magni, a beer that was used with the dates, 13 times they soaked different <laughs> dates to make the beer with these dates. And Taimi have a basam tuve. The dates had a very good flavor. It was a very special beer. So Amar Rebbe said, This kind of beer, such a good beer, so special. This is a kind of beer that you can make kiddush on it, and you can sing and praise the Abisher with all the praises in the world. Then Balalia at night, Tsarai, the beer gave him stomach pictures. So now Amar he said, Miyasran. It gives me stomach pains, but it also appeases. Meaning that while I drink it, it's very tasty and it's very good. And as he said, it's worthy to be used to praise the Eibishter with it. Even though at the same time, later at night, it's going to give me pain. Amar Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef said, I'll make a, 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 a vow, a, a nether in public, that I should not drink beer. So in other words, he's making it berabim, so he shouldn't be able to annul his vow. So you shouldn't uh, drink beer because it, it gives you stomach issues. Taisus of here says that uh, if you make a nether berabim, you still could annul your vow. It's only if you make a nether al-das rabim, that you're saying that I'm doing it on the das of the people in the rabim, not just berabim. Okay, but well, he held that you make a nether berabim, you can't annul your vow. Omar Rav said, Ishti mezurion, I would rather drink the water that flax is soaked in, in other words, not something that's very tasty at all. I'd rather drink, drink that, and I would not drink any beer because it's going to be tasty, but later it's going to cause me a, a, a pain. Let a person, uh, a person that's he makes Kiddush on beer, let beer become his usual drink that he always uses, meaning that he should become poor, and he should have no wine available ever to drink, and, and beer will become his drink. In other words, Rav held that you should not make Kiddush on beer, and therefore he said this. Rav, Ashkechei Rav Hune, Rav Hune found Rav, the Kaddish HaShichra, that he was making Kiddush on beer. Amalei, so Rav Hune said to Rav, Shari Abba Mikni Astiri Mishichra, that Abba, which was the ter- nickname used for Rav, began to make money, because Rav was making beer and he was selling beer, so he began making money with his beer, and therefore it became very chashev for him, it became something that he enjoyed a lot, so once it was chashev, so he began making kiddush on it as well. 
Tanarabanan and Abraisa we learned, the Gemara here brings more opinions regarding this halacha, regarding Kiddush and Avdallah and beer. So in Abraisa it says, Kiddush is made only on wine. Then the Abraisa also says, you only make a bracha on wine. So the Gemara immediately asks, When you drink beer or water, you don't make a bracha. What does it mean that you only make a bracha on wine? Not only regarding Kiddush, you only you have to must have wine, but any Kaisal Bracha, for benching, for whatever other Kaisal Bracha it is, you only use wine. So till we were discussing Kiddush and Avdallah, now he's saying that for any Kaisal Bracha you have to have only wine. Taner Abanan and another Braisa we learned, you don't make Kiddush on beer. That you do make Kiddush on beer. Okay, so that's the, the conclusion of it. It's a machloikis. And I mentioned yesterday, La Allah Chalamaisa, Taisis brings that Benigayat Havdallah, the Minigayat, that we do make Havdallah on beer. And on Chamar Medina Bechlal. Benigayat Kiddish, Taisis says that it's a machloikis, it's a suffix, Yeshle is stapik in Mekachan Allah Sheikha. Al Tarebbe brings this in Shulchan Narek that it's a suffix, and if you don't have wine, you should rather make Kiddish on Chala and not on beer. Shabbos day is different. We discussed this yesterday. Shabbos day is different than Friday night. The Ikechiv of Kiddush is Friday night. So Chayre Shabbos day you should make on Mashke and not on Chala. You should. You could. <laughs> could. You should. Yeah. Should I mean if you don't have. If you don't have wine. Yeah. Now the Gemara finishes off the sugya of Kiddush with the last point regarding something we had before. That when you make Kiddush you have to taste from the Kiddush. So, how much do you have to taste from the Kiddush? Kol Just a tiny drop, not more than that. You have to taste a cheekful, which is one cheekful. How much is a cheekful? So, there's a big discussion in Rishayim about this. Different people, every person's cheek is a different size. So, what exactly is this? The Altarab brings the the opinion of Rishayim, that the average person, a cheekful, is a rave of a revius. That's how much you have to be tying from the wine. This is the shit that we paskin like, that has to be a rave revius. Correct. Rav Revius. Correct. Yeah, Rav Revius. Yeah, one second, one second. Rav from said, If you made Kiddush and you tasted a Meloy Lugmov, then you're Yotzeh. Vimlav You didn't taste a cheekful, you're not Yotzeh, you're Kiddush. There's a Machlekes, another Machlekes, Rishayim about this, whether the Mekadosh himself has to be Tayim. <coughs> Dalt Rebbe brings B'Shem the Go'inim. That they held that only the Mekadosh himself must be Tayim. If someone else is Tayim and the Mekadosh himself was not Tayim, you're not Yotzeh. But most Rishayim actually hold that the Mekadosh himself doesn't even have to be Tayim. Someone else could be Tayim, and if, even if the Mekadosh is not Tayim, you're Yotzeh. Someone else has to be more like uh, No, it has to be a Malay Lugmov, but someone else could be Taim. It doesn't have to be you yourself. You should be Taim yourself because the Ga'inim held that if you're not Taim yourself and not Yetzah. Al Derech you make in the nine days regarding Havdalah. Yeah, well, here we're talking about Kiddush. Yeah. When I learned this Allah in the name of Rav Gidl, so I didn't uh, learn who it was. I just learned it in the name of Rav Gidl, and I didn't say which, not Gidl bar Menashe, Veloi Gidl bar Minyaymi. I didn't say, if it, we didn't hear if it was Gidl bar Menashe or Gidl bar Minyaymi. Ela Gidl Stam. I heard it in the name of Gidl Stam. Gemara asks, Lamay Nafkimine, what difference does it make if it was this Rav Gidl or another Rav Gidl? If there would be a question that you find somewhere else that he said otherwise, and you would have a question, so you would know how to answer it. But now that we don't know who it says, 
who, who said it, so you can't really ask a question. We don't know who said it. So there's the other famous Shiloh regarding being time from Kiddush. Does only the Mekadosh have to be time, or does everyone else have to be time from the Kiddush as well if they want to be Yetzir from the Kiddush? So the Halacha B'Payal is you don't have to be time. But Al Rebbe says it's still a mitzvah and a mufcher to be time from the Kiddush. Mikadin, you don't have to, but mitzvah and a mufcher to be time from the Kiddush. People listening and being Yetzir from the Kiddush, right? Okay, this is the conclusion of the Sugi of Kiddush. Now we come back to the Mishnah, B'nigeya to Pesach. And we start with the first thing that the Mishnah said about Erev Pesach, not to eat in order to be able to eat the Matzah B'dletiyovim. So it said in the Mishnah that you're not allowed to eat from Samach Lemincha. So the question was asked, Samach Lemincha G'dayla Tanan? Does this refer to Mincha G'dayla, which is Mincha G'dayla, you'd have a half hour after Chatzai, so on a perfect day, going from 6 to 6, that would be 12.30. So then Mincha G'dayla, Samach Mincha G'dayla, half hour before would mean that from 12 o'clock you don't eat anymore. Or it means which is at the beginning of the 10th hour into the day, which would be, or actually it's a half hour after the 10th hour into the day, that's when Mincha Ketana is, 3.30, so you can't eat from 3 o'clock. <coughs> so the Gemara explains the reason for both Eifanim. Do I say that it's already from 12 o'clock that you can't eat Umishum Pesach? And the point is that it's for the carbon Pesach, that a person shouldn't go and sit down and eat a meal. You might get drawn into the meal that you're eating. And you'll be, you'll be held back from, you won't go and bring your carbon Pesach in time. Is that the reason? Because of the carbon Pesach. Or perhaps it's not because of the carbon Pesach. The mission means to say, don't eat from 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And the reason is, in order that you should be able to eat matzah properly, not fill yourself up with food before then, and then you'll eat matzah. You're going to come to eat matzah after you're totally stuffed, and then they eat, it's, not, it's not eating, it's not, you're not fulfilling your mitzvah. The Rashbamir says that it's the same thing also when you get the carbon Pesach. That, in other words, not the hakrov of the carbon Pesach, but the achila of the carbon Pesach. That if you stuff yourself with food before, so then you won't be able to eat the carbon Pesach either. Elamai, in one pshat, the Rashbam says, the Gemara mentions matzah because it's trying to show you that this is relevant even bizman azeh. When there isn't a carbon Pesach, so you still don't eat from Samach Lemincha Ketana in order to be able to eat matzah properly. So this was the Shiloh. What's the pshat of Samach Lemincha in the Mishnah? Amen. Avin and Avin said, "Toshema, bring your raya from this brayse that says as follows: Afila agrifes amelach, even agrifes amelach, shuhu ragalecho b'teisha shoyis." So he eats his daytime meal in the ninth hour of the day. In other words, between two and three. In that ninth hour, that's when he ate his daytime meal. But oisei yoyim and erev Pesach lo yoychal. He should not eat his daytime meal, and he should not eat achetechshar until at night. That's the Chiddush that this Braise is saying regarding a Grifus HaMelech. Now, if you're going to say that the Mishnah is saying that you're not supposed to eat from 3 o'clock going forward, so that's the Chiddush here of a Grifus HaMelech, that he shouldn't eat even from between 2 and 3, he already shouldn't be eating. That's the Braise saying a Chiddush, even though really he's supposed to stop eating from 3 o'clock, but it's telling you regarding a Grifus HaMelech that he, he, he should not eat until at night. But if you're telling me that the Mishnah was saying that already from 12 o'clock you're not supposed to eat, so what's the Chiddush here that it's saying that Agrifis shouldn't eat in the ninth hour? Already from 12 o'clock you're not supposed to eat, so of course he shouldn't be eating until at night. 
So what are you going to tell me? So the mission is saying that only from the 10th hour in the day, in other words, from 3 o'clock, that's when you're not supposed to eat. But soft, soft, but still the question will remain, what's the chiddish here of the case of Agrifis that we say that he shouldn't be eating? The time of the Isser comes when he eats. The Rashbam explains what the Gemara's question is. The question over here is, even though Agrifis used to eat in the ninth hour, which means he started eating 2 o'clock, which is really an hour before the Zmana Isser is, from 3 o'clock. But he didn't eat from 2 to 3. He ate from 2 to 3 and his Suda would be Nimshach, past 3 o'clock. And what the Braise is saying over here is that Chachamim told him that he shouldn't be eating in this time on Erev Pesach because his Suda is going to be Nimshach after 3 o'clock. So because it's Nimshach after 3 o'clock, that's why he's not allowed. So if so, after 3 o'clock, anyways you're not allowed to eat. So what's the Chiddush that it's saying that Agrifa Samalach is not allowed to eat? And the Rashbam adds another point. I, we learned before that once you start Beheter, so then according to one opinion, according to Rabbi Yaisi, if you started Beheter, you're allowed to continue eating. So he started already 2 o'clock, so maybe he should be allowed to continue eating. So that's the Chiddush over here, that they told him not to eat until at night. But Rashbam says, no, this whole heter of when you began beheter, you could continue eating, is if you began beheter and you weren't planning on eating later past the time that you're not allowed. But if you begin beheter and you plan on eating later, like in the case of Agrivis Amalek, he would begin sometime between the hour of 2 and 3 and he would continue past 3 o'clock. If you begin with such an intention, you're not allowed to begin in that time. You know you're going to eat past 3 o'clock. So therefore the Gemara is asking the question, Sof, Sof, what's the Chiddush of Agrifis when they said that he's not allowed to eat at this time? Answers the Gemara, Ma'o de I would think that by Agrifis, this time period does not apply. Teisha, Shois, La Agrifis, the ninth hour when Agrifis would usually eat is Ka'arba Shois Didon. It's like in the fourth hour of the day for us, for normal dummy, for normal people. When do normal people eat their daytime meal in the morning? In the, in the fourth hour of the day, in other words, between 9 and 10 o'clock in the morning. And then they don't eat until at night. I'm all excited. They, they, they ate two meals a day, one daytime and one at night. And most people ate the daytime meal towards the morning and then they didn't eat it. Maybe snack during the day, but they didn't eat another meal until at night. Mashenken Agrifis, every single day, what would he do? Every single day he would eat his daytime meal between 2 and 3, and then he would eat at night. So you would think, since this is what Agrifis does every single day, so you can't say that there's going to be an Achil Gasa, he won't be able to eat at night. Now this is what he always does. So he always eats this time by day, and then he is able to eat at night. And therefore that is a Chiddush over here, Kamash Mulan, that nevertheless the Chachamim told him that he should not eat in this hour in the day, in order that he should be able to eat the Matzah and the Karben Pesach at night. So the Gemara was patient that the Pshat in our Mishnah is Samuch Lemincha Ketana. It's from three o'clock that you're not supposed to eat. Omer Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Yaisi said, Aval matbul mini tagime. Mini tagime, other kinds of things, of fruits and vegetables, or even fish, flesh, and things like that, meat and fish, you're allowed to eat. And the reason is, so there's two Pshatim here, the Rashbam says, Rashi says, that the reason is because this is something that won't fill you. It's not, you're not concerned it's going to come to an Achille Gasa. But the Rashbam says, not only will it not fill you, but this actually whets your appetite to want to continue eating more later when you come to eating matzah. So Adarab, there's actually maybe an Indian to eat something, to open your stomach, to whet your appetite to eat. Rabbi Yitzchak, matbul biyarki. Rabbi Yitzchak would eat vegetables. Matbul, the expression here that's used, matbul, dip, is because that's the way it was in that times. Everything they would eat would be with a dip. 
doesn't mean dafke mat, but that's just the expression that's used there. Tanya Nami Yochi, we learned in Abraisa as well, Hashamish, the waiter that's preparing the food, matbo b'bnei mayin, he dips the b'nei mayin, the intestines of the, the, the meat that he's preparing, and he serves the guests already on Erev Pesach to, that they should eat, in order to whet their appetite to eat. There's no raya that this should be done, but we have a remez in the Pasek Shenema, that you plow in a field, and, that, and that's where you could plant. Don't plant in a place where there's thorns. So the same thing also, when a person wants to have the, the appetite to eat, so you have to open your stomach and you eat a little bit before, and then you'll have your appetite to eat. Rava would be eat, would be drinking wine all day long in Erev Pesach. So you should have the appetite in order to drink more and to eat later. He'll drink matzah more. If after drinking this wine during the day, he'll have a, a better appetite to eat the matzah at night. So Rava said, From where do I see that drinking wine whets a person's appetite and he'll want to eat matzah more? Because the Tnan, it says in the Mishnah, we'll learn later, between the Kaisis, between the Dal Kaisis, if you want to drink anything between the first and the second, or the second and third Kais, you can drink. But between the third and the fourth Kais, you should not drink. If you're going to say drinking more wine will fill a person, so why between the first, second, the second and third case should you drink? This will bring him to afterwards eat the matzah after he'll be filled already and he won't eat, be eating the matzah properly. From here I see that drinking the, between the first, second, the second and third case so uh, this, this will not be an issue, even though this could be before you're eating matzah, it won't be an issue, adara, but this will whet your appetite to drink more, and therefore then you're allowed to drink. But afterwards, between the third and fourth case, you're not allowed to drink anymore, because it doesn't whet your appetite, you're, you're already after the meal, and we don't want it to look like you're adding to the case, so therefore then you're not allowed to drink anymore between the third and fourth case. We'll see more about this in Mitzvah when you learn there the Mishnah on Dav Kuf Yud Zayin. Okay.